0: Do you remember the game King of the Mountain where somebody was up at the top having to defend territory for the first time whenever they got up there and how they did that determined if they necessarily won? Well, Jackson Dart is about to experience that. He got accolades after the LSU game and deservedly so. Now we get to figure out how he handles success. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Just to let you know, the Rebels play the Arkansas Razorbacks Saturday at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. It's a chance to listen to David Kellum and the Rebels hometown crew catch every play of the game in the Rebels home team broadcast with Sirius XM on channel 190 or on the SXM app searching Ole Miss Rebels. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. We're on Sirius XM as well if you want to search Ole Miss Rebels. So, We have a lot of stuff to get to today because there's some interesting things to watch for. Because first of all, this game is always just, it's just lunacy. It's it's insanity. This game has a tradition of being just absolutely wild and crazy. And we'll talk about that a little bit in the third segment. But there's a couple of other things that I think people need to watch for. And if you look at them, Jackson Dart had his legacy comeback game. How does he handle success? The accolades are coming in. How is he going to handle that? Number two, this will be the potentially most physical game play played. You have to earn the right to pass rush if you're a defensive player. And what is the weird thing that happens in this game? Those are the three things we are going to talk about today, and we're going to start off with Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart against the LSU Tigers was 26 of 39, 389 yards, four touchdowns, and zero Interceptions. He led a comeback from nine points down with five minutes to go in the game. It's an absolute legacy game. It's a big moment, Ole Miss, to win that game. It elevates them, especially offensively, to a level they haven't been since Matt Corral was there. Now, granted, that's just a couple of years, but this offense has a chance to be really special. But what we need to do, and what Bill Flowers is going to talk about tonight, is almost needs to build on his performance against LSU. Jackson Dart was named the Davey O'Brien quarterback of the um, week um, for his work. That was national quarterback of the week, and he was the co offensive player of the week. I don't understand why um, the SEC does co players of the week. It, that makes no sense. Um, but Jackson Dart is going to have to deal with, for really the first time, in his Ole Miss career, everybody patting him on the back and telling him how good he is. Now, Jackson Dart, I want to I make this perfectly clear to everyone. Jackson Dart has answered every question that Ole Miss' fans have had in his time at Ole Miss. Everyone, whenever you have a question of whether or not he can do something, it's like the next week he does it, and he does it well. Okay? So I don't think that Jackson Dart is going to have a – get the big head type moment. I don't think the kid is built that way. In every interview that he has, the kid comes across as a genuinely, genuine person, the real deal. Somebody that is a perfect fit for North Mississippi. Somebody that is a perfect fit for Lane Kiffin's offense. Matt Corral, essentially with more size, Matt Corral wore down and he got injured in his senior year. Jackson Dart has the body type to where he can withstand that a little bit more. Every question that you have about Jackson Dart has been answered to this point. So this is just the next question that we have. And that is, what will Jackson Dart do when success comes his way? Because when you look at him in this program, whether it was intentional or not, Lane Kiffin has not allowed him to be the guy. He was not taken to SEC media days, even though he was by far the best quarterback in the room. Um, he is competing in every single year for his job. When he was at SC as a true freshman, he competed with Keaton Slovis for the starting quarterback job, which he kind of won by the end of the year. Last year, he competed with Luke Altmaier well into the season. This year, he won the job before the season, and that that was clear because of how he played honestly in spring football and into fall camp. But even then, he did not go to SEC media days. He did not, I don't know, get the accolades that Lane Kiffin did with Matt Corral. And part of you wonders if that was intentional, if that's a psychological ploy. And, And granted, we're probably reading too much into this. But the difference between Ole Miss winning eight games and winning 10 or 11 games is probably what you're going to see Saturday. If you want something to watch for, see if Jackson Dart can replicate what he did against LSU, against Arkansas. If Jackson Dart comes out and completes 65 to 70% of his passes, 300 yards passing, multiple touchdown scores, and zero turnovers, this game is going to be a boat race. That is the main thing that is potentially needed for Ole Miss. And we're going to put up some stats defensively of where Ole Miss is and what Ole Miss is dealing with. And everybody can see from themselves. Now, Arkansas does a good job of scoring points. But if Ole Miss clicks – even at 70% of the level they did Saturday. And remember LSU game was the first time they had all their weapons on offense and man, did it look like it. But if this Ole Miss offense clicks at 70% of that level, Ole Miss wins this by two scores. Arkansas this year has not shown the ability to put up large chunks and large amounts of yards. Now, there's some things that could get a little squirrely and some things we need to watch for. But to this point, they are dead last in the SEC in total offense. That, that doesn't just happen. We're halfway through the season now. The sample size is there. They played this LSU team too. That defense, they they played them as well. They're in the middle of a three-game losing streak. This is the game for the offense to come and put the foot on the throat and just end it. Don't let them up. This is the game for the defense to physically bow up and earn the right to rush the passer. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment, about how the defense has to earn the right to rush the passer. This defense, I've told you, for months. It was always going to be cocky. But they are going to be good at something. I'm going to tell you what they're good at. Heck, they're second or third right now in the SEC in sacks. That's important. They get after the quarterback. They've got 17 in five games. They average nearly four game. So, Jackson Dart handling success is going to go a long way of letting us know exactly what we should expect for the rest of the season. Because I think I've talked about this earlier in the week. We passed the survival month. September was about survival and Ole Miss survived. Four and one, Ole Miss survived. All of their goals are in front of them. October is about building and not falling into traps. And the traps that are on the schedule for Ole Miss this month this arkansas game always tricky they always play you well we're going to hear from lane kiffin not you know not audio but we're going to have a quote up from lane kiffin about how this game does not necessarily go according to trends you've got at auburn which that game if Ole Miss gets past arkansas we got 2 weeks of craziness and we all know that that locked on Auburn um, week is going to be fantastic because they are going to bombard the ship. They they like they like basically invading the properties around Ole Miss, the locked on Ole Miss, I should say. And then you got Vanderbilt, which is just a weird game that will be right before Texas A and M. And if everything goes according to chalk, now I'm not saying Ole Miss can't lose these games, okay. But if Ole Miss beats Arkansas, Auburn, and Vanderbilt, which they will be favored to do so in each of those games, okay, if it just goes chalk and you get to Texas A&M, Texas A&M, I think they have a good chance of beating Alabama this weekend. And if they do, the SEC West is about to get wild. Get ready. And that game becomes the circle game, the spotlight game. You have A&M and Georgia. That's your season. That is the difference between the um, Citrus Bowl and potentially even the playoff. Those two games. That is what's in front of you. But to get there, you have to handle the success that just happened in this LSU game. You have to replicate that. If you can and earn the right to get to those games, you have college game day on campus. You have all of this stuff for Vault hemingway Stadium that day. You saw against LSU an absolutely electric atmosphere. Bill Flowers, who played in that 2003 game, which everybody chalked up as the benchmark of atmospheres at Ole Miss, said that that stadium in 2003 absolutely bumped when Travis Johnson picked off a pass, and Ole Miss took the lead early in that game. Bill Flowers said there were multiple times in the game Saturday night that the crowd bumped like that. It was quite simply probably the best football atmosphere in the history of Ole Miss. And now Ole Miss gets to do it again. They've earned the right to do it again. And now you have Arkansas, you have Auburn, you have Vanderbilt. And then it gets really real if you can take care of business in those three games. Handle success. Do the things that everybody knows you are talented enough to do. That's all we're asking. Anyway, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. And many of y'all know my story. Um, I had brain surgery in 2019, had to learn how to walk and have to walk two to three times a day to make sure that I don't get wobbly. I have to do it. I have to keep my balance trained because my balance got cut out for half of my body. So. Everybody knows that wearing the wrong shorts walking, it can be a self-teaching tool. And if you don't believe me, put on a pair of swim trunks and walk a mile. You always are looking for the most comfortable pants to wear in that situation or shorts. Whether you're on the golf course, the theme park, just going for a walk around the neighborhood. If you're going to be active, the shorts you wear are important. And bird dogs have figured it out. It's the most comfortable shorts I've ever worn. They fit way better than shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. And they fix this issue by inventing cloud Knit fabric that looks like khaki but stretches. So you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. It's really, really cool. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's all one word. Or enter promo code LockedOnCollege at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle. Now, I've got this tumbler. They're not doing this at the moment. But you can go in there and get the water bottle that they're giving away right now. So that's birddogs.com/lockedoncollege for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. College football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Potentially, it's the best preview show out there. I love it. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering every team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 1 o'clock, 11 a.m. to 1 o'clock Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You do not want to miss it. It's Absolutely fantastic. I would take it over game day, big noon kickoff, the whole nine yards. It's just a fantastic show on YouTube, and it's on Friday as opposed to Saturday. So you you can just enjoy the heck out of it. Anyway, in the first segment of the show, we talked about how Jackson Dart needed to learn how to deal with his success as the Ole Miss team needed to learn how to deal with the success. We will pay attention to that. In the football game. The second thing that we want to talk about is this is going to be potentially the most physical game played and you have to earn the right to rush the passer in this situation. You have a situation where KJ Jefferson, he's a special player and he's a mountain back. He's like 250 pounds back there playing quarterback and it's just hard to get the guy on the ground. Okay. He is a different animal than Ole Miss has gone against the last two weeks, but he can beat you similarly. This way is more closer to what Jalen Milrow could do, although he's probably not as quick, but he's probably a little bit more physical. But you have to earn the right to rush at him because Arkansas is going to try and run the football. They are. This is what Raheem Sanders, Rocket Sanders, did against Ole Miss last year. He had twenty-two, four, 24 carries, 232 yards, and three touchdowns. The kid had a day. And also that game, Ole Miss had two 200-yard rushers. Arkansas had one. Three 200-yard backs in one football game. Like I said, weirdness happens when Ole Miss and Arkansas plays. Now, we're going to put up some stats that are a little bit interesting. I think Arkansas is going to get back to run the football. You're going to see QB power. You're going to see QB zone. You're going to see Raheem Sanders running the ball. You're going to see A.J. Green running the ball. They are going to live and dying dying by doing that. Now, if you look at this, the total offense yards, Ole Miss is averaging about 517 a game, over 500 yards a game. But if you look at the bottom, Arkansas is averaging 342. This is a different type offense. This is not the system that Kendall Bryles run last year. It's like I said, whenever you change systems, it's not going to look the same. If you had a good offense under Kendall Bryles, you might not be the same offense under Dan Enos. And right now, Arkansas is going through some things. The coaching staff are blocking people or deactivating their Twitter. They're having some pushback because they've lost three straight games. If you look at them defensively, Arkansas defensively is only giving up 339 yards a game, which you know that's that's about middle of the pack in the SEC, probably about sixth or seventh or eighth in the SEC, right ahead of Mississippi State, right ahead of Ole Miss. Ole Miss has given up 408 yards, but they gave up nearly 700 yards Saturday. That there, that there, there's a there's something that you have to deal with there. And also, can you remember the time when under Wesley McGriff, when Ole Miss was giving up nearly 500 yards a game? After this game that we had against LSU, the numbers are still not at the bottom of the league. And I think, um, I mean, take solace in that. If you're going to take solace in anything, take solace in that. So look at this, red zone defense and opponents third down conversions. I'm looking at certain stat lines that are going to be important for the Ole Miss Rebels in this game. Ole Miss has given up 10 touchdowns and 18 trips into the red zone. It's going to be important for Ole Miss to replicate that. Arkansas has given up seven touchdowns in 17 trips. So the team that is successful inside the red area, that is something you need to watch for. It's weird that with these two offenses on the field, it all comes down to defenses and who is going to win this game. If Ole Miss can convert in the red area, Ole Miss is going to win this game. If Arkansas can convert the red area, it's going to be difficult to win this game. I mean, for Ole Miss to win this game. Now, opponents third down conversions right now, Arkansas is at about 40%. Ole Miss is about 43%. Ole Miss is doing all right on third down. Um, Arkansas is doing all right on third down. Ole Miss has to win third down in this game like they always do. That's just a free space when it comes to football. Now, this is interesting. This is turnover margin this year. Both of these teams is not necessarily turning the football over. But Arkansas's defense is turning over the other team. They have eleven takeaways through five games so far this season. They're averaging a little over one and one and about one point two per game. Ole Miss is just not turning the ball over. They're playing clean, which means Ole Miss is due to have a multiple turnover game. They haven't had one yet this season. Ole Miss is kind of due to do that. And you can see that Arkansas does an excellent job of taking the ball away. Auburn's the other one, if you want to look at it, is doing a job of taking the ball away as well. So we will see exactly what Ole Miss can do against this Arkansas defense, which is really good at taking away early into this season. Ole Miss is really good at not turning the football over as well. These are a couple of weird stats. Ole Miss lining up Physically stopping Arkansas from running the football will be a key, a massive what to watch for in this game. Arkansas is going to come at Ole Miss and try and run the ball. I guess the magic number in this game is probably 225. And that is if Arkansas has 225 yards rushing against Ole Miss, it's going to be a game. Below that, I think Ole Miss can withstand it. I don't know if Arkansas can score at the level that Ole Miss is at. But if Arkansas can run the ball at that, that means they're staying on the field, they're getting chunk plays. If they're able to do stuff like that to where instead of Ole Miss getting 12 or 13 possessions in a ball game, they're getting nine or 10. Arkansas, I imagine, is going to slow this game way down. Ole Miss has to get off the field. That means winning third down, and that means not giving up chunk plays in the run. Arkansas is going to make some plays. They have K.J. Jefferson. They have Rocket Sanders. You just need to make sure they don't continuously make plays. Just like the LSU game, find a way to get a stop. And Ole Miss got three out of four stops in the fourth quarter, was able to win that football game. This game, the same way. Figure out how to make a stop. It honestly is not that hard. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about this game is weird. What is going to happen in this game that is just going to make it stand out and be weird? Because this game is always weird. We'll talk about that when we come back. But right now, I do want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Snap into this NFL season with FanDuel. Right now, this NFL season, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's $200 to, uh, in bonus bets, win or lose. Doesn't matter if you win or lose that, you get $200 in bonus bets. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player pop props, over unders, and more. So visit fanduel.com. Um, slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. Right now, Ole Miss is a 11 point 11 and a half point favorite over the Arkansas Razorbacks. And I think the over under is 63 and a half. We'll get to see. Last week, Ole Miss covered their spread. They're, they're like three and one or four and one against the number this season. We'll see how they handle that against the Arkansas Razorbacks. So that's FanDuel.com. It's an official partner of the NFL. The Rebels play the Arkansas Razorbacks Saturday at 6.30. A chance to listen to David Kellum and the Rebels' hometown crew. You can catch every play of the Rebels' home team broadcast with SiriusXM on Channel 190 or on the SXM app. Search Ole Miss Rebels. All right, my name is Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, and we are talking about the Ole Miss Rebels versus the Arkansas Razorbacks. The game is always weird. Always weird. There's always something that goes on. Let me put this in perspective. I'm just, this is just recent history, okay? Because we can go back and do the seven overtime game. And I talked about that briefly with Bill Flowers as well. Last season, three 200-yard rushers in a game. Lane Kiffin to Auburn stuff swirling around. The announcer's literally talking about who Lane is going to take with him to Auburn. That happened just a year ago. Two years ago, the 52-51 to 51 game that was the last play of the game, two-point conversion, for the win for Matt Corral and Lane Kiffin. The year before, Matt Corral's sixth interception game. Fourth and 25 happened in this series. Arkansas has scored a touchdown on Ole Miss when Ole Miss was returning a kickoff. Just a kid, dropped the ball in the end zone. Weird stuff happens in this game. So what is the weird thing that is going to happen in this game? And Lane Kiffin is on guard for this scenario. Lane Kiffin said, with Arkansas playing against Ole Miss, it doesn't matter what they've done before. If I remember correctly, I think the week before us, they had lost to Liberty, didn't move the ball very well against Liberty. And when they came out against us, they looked like a top five team in the country. It doesn't matter what's happened before. So I did use that game as evidence of how these guys can come play against us. Absolutely the right thing for Lane Kiffin to do in that scenario. Because he's right. Arkansas is going to come out and play extremely hard. And I agree with that. That's going to happen. Now, the one thing that you have, Ole Miss kind of has to play with their food potentially in this game. I think if Ole Miss comes out and plays their best and Arkansas plays their best, Ole Miss is going to win the game. Ole Miss has to play below their best, and Arkansas has to play above their norm for this to be a competitive game. And Ole Miss has to not play well, and Arkansas has to play well for Arkansas to win this game, in my opinion. But... Weirdness is going to happen. This Is this going to be the Rocket-Sanders game where he just absolutely goes nuts? Is Quinchon going to go nuts absolutely again? Is this the Caden Prescorn, Trey Harris? They're different players from last year. So you can't apples to apples last year to this year. There's too much roster turnover to do the history thing anymore, other than the fact that weird stuff happens in this football game. Sam Pittman is coaching the offensive line this week. Arkansas is going to play physical. Expect them to run pretty consistently as this goes on. It's going to be on Ole Miss up to them to stop the run game. And if Ole Miss does that, it could be a boat race. This is not a situation where I expect Arkansas to come out and be spectacular throwing the football. Now, they can. KJ Jefferson can keep plays alive. He's good at hitting explosive plays. Ole Miss is bad at letting explosive plays up. But it's not a situation where you necessarily have to worry about them driving the field if you can stop the run. If you can put KJ in long-yarded situations, just like Texas A&M did a week ago, yes, Arkansas is going to connect on some of them. But you're eventually going to get the ball back. Stop the run. Bow up against the run. A couple of weird stats, okay? That I want to bring up before I get out of here is this. This is the penalty stat. These are the two most penalized teams in the conference. Ole Miss and Arkansas both have 36 penalties going into this conference. Ole Miss is at 69 and a half or 69.2 yards per game. Penalties are going to play a major role in this game moving forward. Period. If Ole Miss can clean up the penalties and they're just slightly below where they were, let's see, what is that, five, seven a game? If Ole Miss, let's say they're at four, Ole Miss has a really good shot at winning this game. Now, the other thing that I think this game has a chance to get weird, and this is a very weird stat, this is the other team's penalty. Whenever Ole Miss plays against teams, teams have only been flagged against Ole Miss 21 times. That is... Five less than Tennessee. That is three less than Auburn. Five less than Arkansas. And I get the jokes. You know, haha, I almost played against Alabama. Haha, I almost played against LSU. Tulane's a really good coach team. But teams have committed more than four penalties against Ole Miss this season. And that number is something that we probably need to watch. Watch and see how often Arkansas, who is the most penalized team tied with Ole Miss, watch their penalty numbers in this game. Does Ole Miss win the penalty battle in this game? If not, this is just a weird number. It just is a weird number. Now, like I said, everybody's going to make jokes about playing at Alabama, and they're potentially pretty right about that. In the game, Ole Miss currently is an 11 and a half point favorite, and the over under is at 63.5. These lines come courtesy of FanDuel Sportsbook. It should be a lot of fun in Vaught Hemingway Stadium. It's a stripe out. Look online. Ole Miss has a special st- section that you can go in there and see where you're sitting, exactly what you need to wear. This has a chance to look really, really cool. Okay that powder blue pops, that red pops, both of them together is going to look very good visually. I'm curious to see what Ole Miss is going to do with the field for that game. I'm curious to see exactly what Ole Miss is going to do game plan-wise. How do you follow up that brilliant game plan against LSU? Because handling success is also Charlie Watts Jr. and Lane Kiffin. Those two coaches have to handle success as well. It should be really good to see, and I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On on this podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Anyway, Arkansas Razorbacks, what to watch for. Tomorrow we'll have John Neighbors with our crossover show and what Missile win will be on Friday, so tune in for that as well. Anyway, hotty toddy.